Welcome to the Teeth Chatters podcast, where we chat all about the correlation between oral health and systemic health. My name is Sarah Giuliano. I have been a registered dental hygienist for over a decade. Now I'm about to branch out from the dental chair into the community to all you beautiful, amazing people. Together, we can connect the body to the mouth through educational podcasts. So let's get this show started. Hello, lovely listeners, and thank you for joining us today on this podcast. Uh, The times are changing in today's world. All you have to do is look outside or turn on the nightly news to know that. Today we'll discuss the changes developing within our pharmaceutical industry and utilizing natural resources that our beautiful Mother Earth has provided us. My guest and I will focus on oral hygiene products induced with natural cannabinoids as the astounding effects and it's having on people's oral health. So, here we go, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today, everyone. Indy's back in the house with me today, everyone. Indy and I have decided to record another podcast for you all because we have way too much fun together on the last few episodes and we like to laugh a lot. Life's about laughing and enjoying friends and family. I want to not only bring awareness about relevant topics, but we have to have fun in the process too. So why not stick with what works? Welcome back, my friend, and thank you for taking the time again to join me. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. So, Indy, I have a question. What do you know about CBD and cannabis? I mean, have you heard any cool latest research or, you know, tell me what you know. I actually use it personally, CBD, not cannabis. I'm not a big fan of cannabis, but CBD I am. I have been in contact with a doctor at Dent Neurological Institute here in Buffalo, New York. And this doctor has done some research and has created this CBD oil that is a full spectrum that I believe we will talk more about it later on during the podcast. Mm -hmm. But I use it every day. Normally, I use it before I go to bed. And the reason for that is because life is busy and stressful and you go through a lot during the day. So when I'm in bed and I'm about to fall asleep, I usually utilize CBD oil just to help me fall asleep and and relax. And how long have you been using it, you said? I would say it's been about at least four years now. Wow. Yeah. And and you feel it's effective? I believe so, yeah. Um, it, It definitely helps me a lot. As I mentioned, I have a little bit of a stressful job and and everyone has a stressful job in 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 their own way right um so getting home you just want to relax and you want to wind down and kind of forget about the day or just not think about work Um, tune out right exactly so um cbd has helped me to get to that point where okay i'm relaxed i'm ready to go to sleep and it really has worked for me Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And I recently also started incorporating CBD oil into a daily regimen, especially after I started researching all the health benefits as well as the oral health benefits. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. I want to tell you guys all about what I have learned about CBD and cannabis as well. 
as well as how it correlates to our oral health. So let's get started, Indy. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely ready about it. Awesome. So now that cannabis is finally legal, researchers have been studying all the beneficial medicinal properties of the plant. And man, they are endless. I have had more fun reading articles, evidence-based research, as well as case studies on all the oral and systemic health benefits. And I'm so excited to share it with you all lovely listeners. I believe that everyone will be excited about it as well, Sarah. Great. We are all looking forward to it. Good, I'm glad, and I'm so glad that you're here with me again, because I'm sure we'll laugh a lot, as usual. (laughs) I am sure we'll get to that point, of course. My passion is to reach as many people as I can through education, so we as a whole can improve our health and well-being and bring you new, cool, relevant topics. For those of you who may be against trying a natural remedy to treat a disease, chronic pain, or any other medical issue, I strongly advise you to listen to this podcast all the way to the end. Your personal perspective may change if you choose to allow yourself to have an open mind to alternative medicine. All the research I did is all relevant and up to date. In fact, the research and evidence-based case studies were all done as recent as September of 2021. So, Indy, to me, that's highly relevant information. Do you agree? It is. It really is. Absolutely. So please have an open mind. Hear Indy and I out. And join us for our discussion today all about alternative medicine and let's get back to nature. So, Indy, I have a question for you while we're getting started on this whole conversation. Have you ever had any medical concerns where you tried pharmaceutical prescribed medications, you know, for a short or long period of time and you found that they just were not working for you or worked for you but then kind of stopped working for you because you were taking them long term? That's a good question, and and I think a lot of listeners will probably relate to this and and put themselves into this question. I have been lucky enough that I've been healthy, and I really haven't had any medical situation where I had to take any sort of a heavy medication, I call it. Um, So I really haven't had a chance to say, okay, I was prescribed this medicine, and it really doesn't work for me, so I will try CBD. Mm Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned previously, I do use it to kind of relax and calm down and and, uh, make me kind of just in that state where you feel calm, right, from the whole day that you get. Kind of winds your brain down. Exactly. Yeah, from that overthinking where you're over-processing all day long. Right, and and, and the human brain is, is, is... fascinating (laughs) yeah like you're 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 laying in bed and you just want to relax and kind of do your own thing and all of a sudden you're thinking about what you do to work and what would you do tomorrow and how could you have done something different and then you start thinking and you spiral down into this thought process and all of a sudden you're it's 2 a.m in the morning right so and you're still thinking (laughs) and you're still right you're having conversations with yourself and trying to think about the day and the next day and and all the projects that you have and some of the ideas that you have in mind so i that's how it has helped me not in any medical concerns with pharmaceutical prescribed medications so let me ask you a question while we're still talking about that so you said that you've been basically religiously taking cbd for four years at night do you feel as if it still has the same benefits to you as it did in the beginning when you started taking it? I believe so. And I, I, again, it's that's why I am in this podcast, because I am a little bit skeptic, right, to your sure. point. 
is it more mental? Is it just in my head? Right. Is it, you know, there's the human body works that way where you, you want it to work and then you make this mind that, okay, it's going to work. Or if you don't want it to work and, and you make up your mind and you say it's not working, it's not working. Right. Like the so, whole placebo effect. I get that. Exactly. Right. So there are times where I'm like, okay, is this just me or is it my head? Do I really believe that it's working or is it just me wanting it to work and, and it's actually working? But I do believe in, in four years might not be, it might be off and on, but recently more frequently, um, almost every night, I think it works. I really do believe that it works. Well, and I, for me, just listening to you, I believe it does work for you or you wouldn't keep taking it. Right, exactly. Right? Especially no. for four years. Right. I think... It's better than other solutions that are out there. I know, agree. And to relieve stress or, or to actually fall asleep. Right. I really don't want to get dependent on, on a on a medicine or on a pill that I don't know what's in it, like where it came from and all that. And trying to get those, have those, you know, taking the pill every night to fall asleep. Right. You get dependent on it and, sure. and you don't know what it's going to do to your body. So I think the CBD, it's a very great alternative to it. And um uh, and it's natural. It's, it, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And I'm glad that you shared that with me. And I'm glad that that works for you and it helps you unwind, you know, from work every day because we all do need that. And I think that you're taking a healthy approach, you know, versus, you know, coming right. home and, yeah. you know, doing other things to try and relax. And, and exactly. Yeah. So I think exactly. it's a great alternative. So I think that's yeah, awesome. Some, some people use a glass of wine or a bottle right. of wine. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think that me with the CBD, it's it's a little bit healthier. Um, right. Even though the doctor does say that a glass of wine a day, it's not a bad thing. Red wine, especially. Red wine, right? Exactly. Yes, you remember that from our last podcast we talked. I about. do. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how could I forget? How can I forget? Right. So I'll share with you as well too that I also I started taking CBD in conjunction with melatonin about two years ago in the evening to help me kind of same thing to kind of relax and help me sleep through the night. You know, I wasn't always a great sleeper. I was raising two teenage boys. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you kind of never sleep, you know, it's like it's the back door opening. Are they sneaking out? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not familiar with the feeling. Obviously I don't have any kids, but uh, right. I will, I was one of those teenagers. Exactly. Where, you know, right. So running around and never being home and exactly. getting so you, in trouble. Right. So I always was kind of sleeping with one ear and one eye open. And, you know, as my children are now adults and living at home alone, it still is hard to adjust from that transition. So I was always used to being a light sleeper. So I did start taking, you know, CBD with melatonin to get a good quality night's sleep. And I can tell you, for me, it has been extremely effective. And I love it because on, you know, days where maybe I'm just kind of exhausted and like, I really want a good night's sleep, I will take that CBD with melatonin and it works fantastic. So that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm, I'm glad, glad you right. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just, I was going to say, I'm glad that you found it yourself that it works for you as well. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring it to the forefront here and bring that awareness and all the benefits that it's helped us so we can, you know, maybe have other people, our listeners, maybe um, feel that after they listen to this podcast that they may want to try it as well and see if it works for them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people will find this this podcast very interesting. If 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 not, maybe not all of them will be intrigued to try CBD. Sure. But at least they will be 
intrigued to learn more about it. I think that that's the goal. Right, and maybe have a bit more of an open mind to it. Absolutely. So, here we go. Over the past few years, cannabinoid-based pharmaceutical compositions have been patented for general oral hygiene maintenance. Again, we're going to be bridging the gap between oral health and CBD, so I kind of want to open with this. Yeah. And as well for specific oral infections and dental diseases. So we are going to focus mainly on CBD and one very specific oral health disease called periodontal disease. I know you know all about it. We've talked a lot about it. We've (laughs) talked a lot about it. You can say this in your sleep, right? Absolutely. So, but it, it is, it's important. It is important because it, it's a major concern in the dental industry. Right. And here, let me, let me tell you why this is a major concern. So I found some recent research that, you know, even for me being a hygienist for the last 13 years, I was not even aware of how many people suffer from periodontal disease. There are over 538 million people who suffer from periodontal disease. Wow. Among no kidding, right? Among those is 64.7 million Americans who have been diagnosed with this ever-growing oral health disease. So this is very, very important to address this message because I personally, even being a hygienist, never knew that many people had suffered from periodontal disease. So it it is an ever-growing oral health disease, and it needs to be understood. I agree. I really agree about that. Good. So for decades, dentists have used over-the-counter antimicrobial rinses, you know, antibiotics prescribed oral induced rinses, which contain a very high antimicrobial content. And this was prescribed to reduce the foreign infectious microbial load into the sulcus, which is where periodontal disease progresses. So there was a very specific oral rinse that dentists would prescribe called chlorhexidine, and it has a very high antimicrobial load. And that was mainly what dentists were prescribing to their patients that had periodontal infections. So unfortunately, these synthetically induced antimicrobials were added as an adjunct to periodontal treatment therapy attempting to impede or regress the oral disease and restore the microbial environment to a state of more of a healthy environment. The more antimicrobial and antibiotic administered into the system, the greater there is for systemic and oral resistance. Our immune systems are so amazing, and I'm sure you know that too, Indy. I mean, Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially from the fact that we've talked about immune system in our Shogren's podcast, we talked about it in our RA podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we learned a lot about our immune system and, and what it does and how helpful it is for our body. Right. And we also know our immune systems know what's foreign and what's not. They know okay. anything that we put into our body, whether it's something foreign or if it's not. And our body either rejects it or accepts it. Yeah. So unfortunately, we as human beings can build up a tolerance for something that is foreign yet expressed in the body over and over, such as antimicrobial rinses and antibiotics, as well as long-term medication usage. Too much of anything over a period of time builds up a resistant wall from its beginning intentional purpose. I'm not only speaking here in regards to oral health, I'm speaking about all diseases, oral and systemic diseases. 
So as we get started, before we really get into CBD, I do want to touch on uh, periodontal disease a little bit more. So we can just kind of have a general overview of that. You good with that? Yeah, let's do that. And and we can kind of relate it to um, cannabinoids and see how it, it helps. People with already existing systemic health and existing autoimmune-related diseases have an increased risk for periodontal disease. As we discussed previously, right? Right, which is, uh, again, I'd love to drive this point home. You know that, and that's why I do this podcast, because I'm trying to... You know that. I could say this in my sleep. (laughs) Researchers are finding a direct correlation between oral and systemic health, especially between systemic health and periodontal disease. So I want to share a quote with you all, and Indy, I want you to comment on this quote. And this was most recent, and it was according to a recent study done just a few months ago. In fact, it was August of 2021. So that's really recent. Right. (laughs) From the National Institute of Health, and I quote, this is a quote, the deleterious effects of periodontal pathogens are not limited to the periodontium but they also elude their ill effects on the systemic health of patients, end quote. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. In my personal opinion, that is very powerful and profound quote. It is. That is your main objective for doing this podcast, in my opinion, and to correlate oral health and systemic health. That pretty much sums it up right there. It does. I know. We should just end it now. I think I think we did our job. Let's, okay. let's nice go talking home. It's to Friday. You. Yeah, Friday. Good talking to you, Andy. Have a yeah, great weekend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we will. We will touch briefly on periodontal disease because for those of um, the listeners that are out there, if they haven't heard any of our recent podcasts, you know, I really want to try to bring awareness to oral and systemic health. And a lot of my topics I do know focus on periodontal disease as my main oral health disease. So I do want to address this as well, just in case those have not listened to our previous podcast. So, Which if you haven't, you should probably yes. take some time and listen to them. You ready? Yes. The periodontium is the anatomical fancy term for the supporting structure of the oral cavity. This structure consists of the alveolar bone surrounding tissue and ligaments that surround the teeth and maintain functionality. When the periodontium becomes chronically inflamed from these gram-negative bacteria and the oral cavity is in a diseased state from these gram-negative bacteria, your periodontium is now called periodontitis. So, hear me out. Periodont means the structure that supports the teeth, and itis at the end of that means inflammation. So the periodontium is now in a disease state called periodontitis, or we like to term it in the dental world, periodontal disease. So the word okay. periodontium is the periodontal the cavity, state. right, in a healthy yeah. state. Yeah, that's great. Does that make sense? Uh, you know what it reminded me? Hmm. It reminds me of that movie, um, My Greek Wedding, or whatever. <laughs> My big fat You know Greek where wedding. the father... <laughs> You know where the father explains every time they say a word, and he always says, well, you know that word comes from the word Greek. Yes. It sounds very similar to that, but it is true. Um, It is true. We're not in a movie here. Um, We didn't come up with the word. This is something that someone named a long time ago. Maybe the next podcast will find the the scent of these words. (laughs) Yes. That would be fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Just to kind of 
talk a little bit more about this. Mm-hmm. So, so Sarah, periodontal disease is a normal inflammatory infection of the periodontium that creates the disease state of periodontitis, right? Very good. You don't okay. need me. That's I it. You're taking that. over. This I'm is now going to be yeah. Indy's podcast. You don't need Okay. Me Thank you, everyone. Uh, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> welcome to the transition. <laughs> Sarah is no longer Sarah's out. <laughs> Sarah's left the building. It is Friday. Don't tempt me. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Back on topic. Here we go. You ready? Okay. Okay. Yes. So the, did you know, Indy, that there's over 700 microorganisms that propagate the oral cavity? No, I didn't. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that. that. Okay, so let me tell you. Most of those are healthy, normal microorganisms that help maintain the homeostasis of the oral cavity. Okay. When there's an imbalance of healthy and foreign microorganisms, this will disrupt the oral environment, tip the scale, and increase dysfunction and dysregulation of the homeostatic environment, which will lead to an adaptive inflammatory response. So that... In the homeostatic environment, there are a few stages of periodontal disease. Did okay. you know that? You knew that. No, I, 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 I knew it a little bit, obviously, but um, I, I think we should get more into it. Sure. So there's, there's some stages of periodontal disease. First one is called gingivitis. Gingivitis is basically when you don't have proper oral care and you, the plaque builds up on the teeth, on the gum. Okay, it's super gingival bacteria, which means the bacteria does not get below the gum line here. This is yes. where you see the bleeding, swollen, inflamed gums, painful to touch, um, swelling, gingivitis. You should, you right. should use floss, floss it every night and, and take care of your teeth, right? Right. Again, like I told you, you don't need me. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> so gingivitis is reversible. So this is a good thing. So when you start to feel that pain and your gums hurt and they're swollen, that is a red flag and an indication you need to really up your game when it comes to brushing and flossing, okay? So it's like your warning sign. So yes, gingivitis is reversible if treated. Super gingival means above the gum line, like I had said. If gingivitis, or I like to call it stage one of periodontal disease, is left untreated, bacteria migrate below the gum line, okay? Okay. So now these gram-negative bacteria are very destructive, and they damage the connective tissue, the ligament, as well as the alveolar bone structures that support the teeth. Remember periodontium. The periodontium, right. Right. So periodontal disease is a highly prevalent oral health inflammatory disease caused from these gram-negative bacteria. And the one that I kind of want to focus on a little bit today, because we're going to be bridging that gap between CBD and how it benefits periodontal disease, the one grab negative bacteria that is very aggressive with periodontal disease is called P. gingivalis. Okay. And we should should remember this. Yes. Because you said we're talking about this later on. No, I want to. So write it down, everyone. Write it down. Everybody write P. gingivalis down. P. gingivalis, yes. Now, Indy, say it one more time. P. gingivalis. <laughs> I love it. You said it with just like so much energy. Thanks. Because it's Friday again. Everyone needs, I know. You should be happy. It's Friday. You're like a few more hours of work. It's going to be great. freezing. but I know. We're supposed to get, what, nine or ten inches of snow? Something like that, yeah. yeah well, and that's the joys yeah, of living in Buffalo, New York, right? Buffalo, New York. That's what, that's what you get. Right. Right. We love the summer, though. <laughs> it's so short-lived, but we do love it. Yes. So anyways, yes. that's I think that's why some of our podcasts are a little bit longer in the winter months, because we've got more time. 
Like in the summer times, we're going to probably do a little bit shorter podcast because we're yes. like, okay, let's do it. Let's get this information out and let's yes, get out absolutely. of here. <laughs> and and you, I will probably be doing the podcast from somewhere in the water. I'll be out there. <laughs> With the drink in my hand exactly. and doing the like, podcast with you, yes. I know. I'll be like, Indy, I can hear the waves in the background. Mm. Yeah, but there's there's programs <laughs> out there that can get rid of them. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yes. So anyways, yes. So this is why maybe some of our podcasts in the winter months are a little bit longer. But that's okay. Stick with us, everyone. Yes. So. Please. Remember, P. Gingivalis. Here we go. When the oral cavity is under attack by these gram-negative bacteria... The body initiates the host's immune inflammatory response, releasing leukocytes, enzymes, and other immune-mediated cells from the gingival cellular fluid. Again, another thing we need to remember. Oh, so we're, we're writing this down as well. We just write the whole thing down. Okay. All right. <laughs> write this down again. Write it down, everybody. So the, the bacteria migrate subgingivally, where they are very destructive, like this P. gingivalis, and it right. penetrates okay. the cellular area. As the bacteria migrate to deeper levels in the gingival tissue layer, they lose more of their oxygen. Here's where the gram-negative bacteria thrive. So bacteria that do not need oxygen to survive are called anaerobic bacteria. Gram-negative anaerobic bacteria release toxins and become destructive to the periodontium. These biochemical mediators that initiate and destroy the connective tissue fibers by attaching themselves into the tissue, manipulating the function of the structures that attach the tooth to the bone. So as the gram-negative bacteria propagate, the disease will progress, destroying the bone structure, altering the normal healthy homeostasis of the periodontium, and cause bone necrosis or bone death. I know this sounds so yeah. grueling and awful, but it does. I've got to drive this point home. You know I'm passionate about oral health. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah, I feel like I'm like the only one that gets so excited about talking about. No, all this I, stuff. I, I, I think I think a lot of individuals that are in this industry, um, most of them, I, I shouldn't say all of them, but mm -hmm. most of them do it because they love it. I right. mean, it's a great industry to be in. You're helping people better right. their life. You know, it's it's a quality. It helps with the quality of life, believe it or not. Right. And that's why we're talking about it. Absolutely. So what happens with this periodontal disease, if left untreated, now hear me out, a lot of times periodontal disease is not painful. So a lot of people aren't even aware that they have it. Gingivitis, yes, is because their gums are extremely swollen. But a lot of times you don't feel periodontal disease. So it can progress and get worse without people knowing, which is why it's so important to go to the dentist every six months and be proactive. At least. Right. Always. At That's least. my line. Be yes. proactive, not reactive. Exactly. So what happens is it can be slow and progressive without any symptomatic pain, or it can be acute and manifest quickly. And it's all based on the person's immune response to inflammation. If you are unhealthy or systemically or if you have systemic health issues, the harder it will be for the disease to treat and the more progressive it can become. Periodontal disease can be site-specific to like one area or one tooth, or it could be generalized throughout the mouth. But I want to just include this. Remember this. Infections do spread if left untreated. If periodontal disease is left untreated, the infectious disease will further progress, increasing the severity of the disease and increase the risk for it to migrate systemically to the rest so of the body. So what, what, what does it make it progress then? 
So the progression of periodontal disease is based on the systemic health of the individual and how their body's innate or adaptive immune system responds and reacts to inflammation. So if the person has any form of systemic health condition or disease, such as like autoimmune diseases like we talked about last time, remember Sjogren's? Absolutely, yes. Um, and rheumatoid arthritis, right? RA, yep. MS, right. So the per- Parkinson's, right. Alzheimer's. Yeah, and the li- right, I was just saying the list goes on. Yeah. So if the person has any form of systemic health condition or disease, the progression of periodontal disease may be harder to treat, as I had said before, because the body's already immunosuppressed. Does that make sense? It does. It right. does. And so how have dentists and dental hygienists been treating periodontal disease in patients who have been diagnosed with that? So I just want to say something here. Periodontal disease, to answer this question, is not reversible, okay? Unfortunately, once you lose bone in your mouth, it doesn't grow back. I mean, I know people who have had implants placed and do have bone grafting. That's a bit different. But to have it your... Is. It to really have your is, yeah. Right, and I just want to clear that up. So to have your actual natural bone grow back, it doesn't work like that in the mouth. So I just wanted to mention that and kind of clear that up here, okay? Absolutely, yes. And, and that's a valid point. Sure. Because so, of the fact that you don't have, when, when you're placing an implant, you don't have your natural teeth. Right. Right. The, the whole you, tooth is gone. That's the whole point gone, of the right. implant. So you, you could do bone grafting, but you right. couldn't do a bone grafting with your natural teeth in place. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's why I like to always really specify periodontal disease because it is and can be so progressive. And unfortunately, like I said, it's not reversible, but it can be maintained. So that's what I want to try and be optimistic here. So if you have optimal oral health compliance, meaning that if you are willing as a patient, once you know you've been diagnosed with periodontal disease, to listen to what the dentist and the hygienist are recommending, then you will have successful, and I use this term lightly, successful periodontal disease, which means that you can maintain it in the state that it's in so that it doesn't progressively get worse. Does that make sense? It does make sense, 100%. So typically, you know, what we do as hygienists and dentists is we do something called scaling and root planing. It's deep scaling, deep root planing. So what we do, I usually go in and get the patient nice and numb with infiltration anesthetics and make them very comfortable. And I go in and I get all the way down to the base of the periodontal pocketing. Okay, and that's after we've done thorough periodontal bone measurements to see exactly if it's site-specific or if it's generalized throughout the mouth, what areas we need to really focus on just to bring that up to a state of periodontal health. So the scaling and root planning is great. Like I said, we would prescribe that chlorhexidine prescription, which is a very high concentrated antimicrobial rinse, which helps reduce those gram-negative P. gingivalis bacteria. Um, laser therapy which is great I've done laser therapy a couple times on patients so what we do is you go in and you cauterize some of that dead necrotic bacteria induced pocket periodontal pocket what you do is you kind of kill that bacteria to help bring some new connective tissue attachment to adhere to the tooth to make it healthier does that make sense it does make sense yes So, and also another great thing, and I'm a huge proponent of this with my periodontal patients, 
is I usually put them on anywhere between three and four month recalls. They don't typically come in every six months like, you know, normal, healthy people that don't have oral health diseases. I like to see them more frequently, as do most dentists and hygienists, just to stay on top of their oral health. Yeah, and that's very important because you do want to see them a little bit more often than you would see someone with a healthy mouth. Right. And to get that bacteria out of it. Right. And one thing that I have been really recommending to patients over the last probably five or six years is something called glyoxide. So basically, it's a very thick, viscous peroxide. You can find it over the counter. You get a bottle of it for probably anywhere between 8 and $10. A whole bottle will probably last you two years. You put a little bit either on your toothbrush, on a piece of floss, or something called like a soft pick or interdental brushes, and you really get in between the teeth. Because remember I told you those gram-negative bacteria don't like oxygen? Right, you did. Glyoxide, which is a thick peroxide, will actually kill those bacteria. So I think it is absolutely great for periodontal disease to help reduce those gram-negative P. gingivalis bacteria. That's great to know. Yeah. Okay, so these great dental therapeutic treatments may aid in maintaining periodontal disease and prevent further migration of the periodontal disease manifestation. But non-compliance, systemic health issues we had discussed before, as well as oral therapeutic resistance, such as antibiotics, prescribed-based oral antimicrobial rinses, like we talked about chlorhexidine. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it's decreasing its efficacy in sustaining long-term periodontal maintenance. So I think researchers are discovering and finding that this is really not as effective as it used to be. And that this is how this is where we're, we're going to connect it to CBD, <laughs> and that's why they're looking to right. different solutions. Right, and this is why, right, is exactly why researchers are leaning to other solutions such as CBD-induced oral products. So I'd like to include here how vitally important it is to maintain your oral health care. As you can see how progressive periodontal disease is. There's so much relevant research on the correlation between oral and systemic health. This is why... How how does it correlate? Okay, so thanks for asking. Pathogenic microorganisms in the oral cavity. Now these are the bad bacteria. Migrate through tissue migration and blood serum to the rest of the body. And that's how it progresses and increases the inflammatory response systemically. So if left untreated in the mouth, the infection will spread systemically. That's scary. But also it brings home the fact that what we're trying to recommend to someone who has or has been diagnosed with periodontal disease, go to your hygienist. See your hygienist at least every three months months or four months. Right. Right. And you know what? We are educated professionals listen to our treatment plan that we want you to follow. You know, we we try to bring it all together. When we ask you, you know, we ask patients that come in, any medical changes, any medication changes, we ask that for a reason because we are trying to give you the best quality of care with whatever other systemic health issues you may have or not have because we want to improve your overall and systemic health. It's our job. Exactly. No, absolutely. So overuse of antibiotics to treat infections and disease has also increased antibiotic resistance. I know we talked about this. This is related to the immune system resistance that has built up a tolerance to these treatment therapies. 
This systemic and oral resistance has led researchers, we had said, to go outside the pharmaceuticals and into more of natural remedies, such as CBD. The discovery is awesome. I want to share what I have learned about CBD and all the benefits. So, okay. So now we're going to do is we're going to switch gears. Let's do it. <laughs> this is where it gets exciting. I'm yes. This, yes. Everybody wake up. This is, this is what you guys have been waiting for. The latest and coolest research on the therapeutic treatment of CBD oils is profound. And I don't say profound often. It's profound. Oral rinses induced with the compounds CBD and CBG mainly. Those are the two we may focus on. Specifically more CBD. Can slow down and impede the progression of periodontal disease and arrest it. That's crazy. I love it. That is, yeah. I know. Not only will... CBD aid in periodontal disease suppression, but it will also reduce biofilm and plaque formation on the teeth. This will increase and improve oral health and aid in maintaining a healthy homeostatic oral environment in the mouth and prevent diseases orally, as well as prevent inflammation and bacteria from migrating systemically. That is so cool. Yeah, and like I said, all this research has all been done within the last six to eight months. I was going to say that is such a recent research right. um, that I think it's, it's very beneficial. And I'm glad that people are finding out more about CBD and cannabis and, and all related to it. And you know what else I think is really cool? The fact that they are finding all these awesome, profound, positive benefits of it, that now that they're researching it even more. You know what I mean? I just think that's so cool. <laughs> it is very cool. Hey, Indy, did you know that there's some cool, super awesome, fun facts about CBD? I did, and I actually have some myself as well. Do you? Do you want to go first? You want me to? Because I'm no, so excited. No, ladies first, ladies oh, first. Oh, thank you. I'm going to save the best for last. So CBD can positively affect clinically the endocannabinoid system's deficiency. Yes. So if people have an endocannabinoid deficiency... CBD can help in a positive way in certain areas, specifically like fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, migraines, MS, post-traumatic stress disorder, Huntington's disease, Parkinson's disease, autism. So this is super cool news how CBD can actually enhance that endocannabinoid system if someone already has a deficient one. It is. It really is. Your That's turn. That's cool. So I have one. Cool. Listen to this. Okay. This this will blow your mind. Okay. Um, and everyone's mind, I think. I think this is the most interesting fact. The first recorded medicinal use of hemp occurred around 2,700 years ago before Christ. What? Two, yes. 2,700 <laughs> years B.C. I wish this person was still alive to tell us about their experience. What happened, right? How did they find? <laughs> yeah. How did they find CBD, and and what brought right. it into their interest to be like, okay, well, maybe I should try this. Right, hiking through but, the mountains, pick up yeah, a plant needed for med medicinal use, That's not necessarily crazy. just recreational or someone just running into it, but for medicinal use. That's see, this is what I'm saying. This is awesome. This has been around forever. And now, yes. 2022, we're just talking about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I got another cool one. CBD is generally safe and therapeutic for dogs. 
That's good to know. I do have two dogs, and I haven't tried with them actually, but I might look into it. Yeah, one of my friends actually gives it to his one dog. His dog is like fourteen, and he gives it to him every day because he has kind of bad joints. So he okay. gives it to him for his joints because his veterinarian said try it, and he has been giving it to him. And you know, he's a great little guy. He's a spry little dog, so hopefully okay. it will help him. Hopefully, yeah. So here's another fact: in the UK, CBD oil is classified as a medicine. Get out of here. Yeah. That's so cool. That is cool. So and maybe one day yeah. they'll classify it here as medicine. Hopefully, yeah. Oh, I guess that's what, that's what we're looking forward to. Okay, do you have any more fun facts? Because I have one that's going to blow yours out of the water. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any more. Remember so how you said that like that. yours was like the coolest one that was going to blow out so. of the water? I thought okay. so. I thought so. You ready? Let's I hear got... yours, though. All right, fine. One up you here. Okay. There has been a lot of excitement around recent research that was done at Oregon State University. The research suggests that some of the hemp compounds, now we're focusing on CBGA and CBDA. So these are different compounds. We're not talking about CBD right now, but these are different compounds in the cannabis plant. Okay. So these two compounds, CBGA and CBDA, may battle the COVID-19 virus. What? Yeah, I said what? it. So they no way. Hear me out. They specifically target and block the spike protein's cellular entry of the COVID-19 virus and weakened and or prevent the COVID-19 virus from entering the body. Crazy. Wow. So that could, yeah, that could be... Right. That and, could be it. Right. I mean, that, that's a big find. No kidding. As we spoke about in our COVID-19 podcast, do you remember that podcast that I did a while I back? I do, yeah. I was not invited. I'm um, sorry. You can't yeah. be at them all. There's other people <laughs> in this world, too. I know, I know. <laughs> it's not, it's not the end I do show. remember, though. Okay. So as we spoke about in our COVID-19 podcast, I did tons of research on that. So the COVID-19 virus attaches itself to the body's ACE2 receptor cells. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend it. Check it out. It's super cool. But this is the most relevant information. In fact, I want to say that it's so relevant that it's like just came out this year, 2022, which is only like a week and a half. Um, okay. about well, now that's good that, to know. Yeah, and now they're finding the benefits that may aid in battling COVID-19. So That's what, a great news. That's great news. What's more relevant than that? <laughs> I don't that definitely blew my mind. I am so thankful for all my lovely listeners. I recently did a podcast on Children's disease and this lovely woman named Dorothea called me and was kind enough to share her personal struggles with Children's disease, which she has been battling for over 10 years. As Dorothea shared her story, I could feel her inner pain. It means the world to me knowing that I am reaching people in so many ways and spreading awareness of oral and systemic health out into the public. People like Dorothea are the reason I started and continue to do this podcast today. I want to thank everyone who's supporting me in this new process and this journey. It's all you lovely listeners that are evolving this podcast, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
If you are enjoying the podcast, please like and subscribe, and please share with your friends and family. And again, thank you so much for joining me on this journey.